Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Birthing Babes Podcast. Listen on to hear Christy from Fox and Ramona tells me about the birth of her two daughters, her breast cancer diagnosis and working with concrete. A little warning on this one as we do touch on the topic of miscarriage. We'll start with um, who you are, your name and what you do. So I'm Christy. I've got a business called Fox and Ramona, which is handmade concrete homewares and hand-painted concrete pots. So it's all about concrete. Um, what was the other question? My name, what I do? That's it. That's it. Oh, <laughs> done. <laughs> Not nervous at all. No, that's good. That's great. Okay. Um, you are. You just, you went red. <laughs> you were fine this I, whole time. I and know. then now I'm like, oh yeah, now yeah. We're, it's go but, time. Oh, oh like, are we really Red. Up? So you've got your working mum, you've got two kids? Yes, two daughters, a mm-hmm. six and a half year old Pia and mm-hmm. a two year old Marlo. Were you working on um, on Fox and Ramona while you were pregnant? I was, well, f- with my first one, yeah. with Pia, so six and a half years ago, I was, but then I was doing resin and polymer clay jewellery, like okay. I think half of the market goers at the time and I was doing some markets but I was still working full-time in my real job Mm. which was a PA to an architect Um, and then I went on maternity leave um, for a year and I went back um, for about six months and I'd started making some concrete stuff by then Mm. and that kind of took off. So I said to my husband, can I, you know, what do you think if I quit my real job and try and give this a crack? Yeah. So, and he was like, yeah, sure, let's give it a go. What does so your husband do? He's a truck, truck driver, mm. trucky. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so we just thought, why not give it a go? And that's been, it's five years. Is it September now? Yeah, five years last month mm. since I quit my real job to do this. And how good was that? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know what it's like, though. It's you take on all the all the roles. So you know, so you're doing the admin and the the making and the painting and the everything. Yeah. So it's stressful, and it's you know, I'm sure I probably earn like two dollars an hour <laughs> for you know my eighty hour week or something. But um, no, not that much. But you know, it's um, yeah, it's a tough gig, but it's it's good. I'm so glad I was, you know, took the leap yeah. to do it. How were you um, feeling when you decided that, okay, I need to leave my full-time job to do to do Fox and Ramona full-time? Well, I was feeling super tired because yeah. I was doing both. And yeah. the concrete stuff was really just taking over. Yeah. And then my daughter at the time, she was about 18 months old. So it was like trying to be a mum. She'd go to bed. I'd mm-hmm. make concrete until the wee hours and then I'd get up and go to work and mm. I mean I was only doing three days but still it's you know takes it's it a out lot. of you yeah yeah so it was it was great it was like that first day home like you know I quit my job and she's still gone off to daycare she was going to a family daycare at the time which one of my best friends was running yeah. which is nice um so I'd drop her off and come home and then be like right so I get to do this is my yeah. job now yeah so, yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. What was your first market with Fox and Ramona? My first market was, I think, um, the substation at Newport. 
which Mm -hmm. I don't think they have markets anymore. I think they might have a farmer's market. Um, But, yeah, that was with my jewellery and stuff. But the first market I did with concrete was um, the Seddon Makers Market. Yeah. And I sold out, like, within all my concrete stuff within, like, the first couple of hours. And I had people come in going, oh, we thought you were going to have your concrete stuff. And I was like, oh, I did, but I've sold out. Yeah. So I think that was also a real, like, you know, um, something that pushed me to quit my job and have a a good go. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good. Um, I think it's great to you know, not only decide to make that leap, but actually doing it. Yeah. Because it's, it's fucking scary. It is. It is. Um, because, you know, you're so used to that regular income mm-hmm. and, you know, either paying off a mortgage and then trying to contribute to your family's, yep. um, you know, wage Food. and stuff. And yeah, mm. just so, yeah, it was. But it was also, I, I didn't put any pressure on myself. Mm. I was like, if I can earn the same amount of money in my three-day, you know, admin PA job, mm. um, doing, you know, working from home and having that flexibility and um, doing what I love, mm. then, you know, I just need to make that amount, like yep. two grand or whatever it is. I need to make $2,000 a month mm. to cover. Mm. So I was like, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and I've never really – and since, you know what, I still kind of haven't changed that goal. I've always been like if I can cover a a three-day-a-week PA job doing this, then Then why not do it? Yeah. Yeah. It covers what I need to for now. Yeah. So, But I am getting to the point now. I'm like, right, come on. (laughs) Kids are getting a bit older and stuff now. I need to, you know. Things are more expensive. Yeah. I want to make some more money. I want to make it – like if I was – in a real job, I probably would have gone back almost full time by now. So you yeah. know, and you need um, we need a full time wage. So mm. yeah, I feel like now's the time to ramp it up a bit. That the kids are both that bit bigger. Um, Marlo goes to daycare four days, which is good. Mm. Um, and so having that flexibility of working from home and doing this mm. is um, is great, mm-hmm. and and good for what we need right now. Yeah. It for our family, you know. Yeah. So you were obviously pregnant with Milo while you were doing Fox and Ramona. Yes, I mm-hmm. was, and we had um, we had a factory at the time. We had a warehouse in Williamstown that we, that I was working out of, mm. which was great. But it was so old, and the roof leaked, and it was freezing in winter, mm. and then in summer it was so hot. Yeah. Um, warehouse. So yeah. So I just thought I couldn't. Um, stay there mm. when I was um being pregnant with you I guess yeah can... yeah um so what made you um move into the warehouse from home and then because you now you're back home yeah um what made you decide okay I'm gonna go back home good question <laughs> I feel like I've heard it before um just kidding I um decided to move out of home with my biz because it was kind of taking over my house Mm. as well as just working from home is hard sometimes you need to find that line where you can yeah go to work yeah shut it off yeah come back home and yeah I found I was more productive if um when I was away from home yeah because you kind of like okay I need to be at work at nine um 
because the delivery guy might be there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas at home, you're just like, I'll just do this until blah, blah. Yeah, I'll just put the washing on and mm. whatever. It was, um, yeah, it was It was great to be out of home, mm. but I found the cheapest possible place yeah. I could find. Yeah. And, yeah, it was really, really hot in summer and yeah. really cold in winter and the roof leaked and, um, yeah, but it was it was great to be out of home. Mm. Um and you had but people working for you. I had a couple of people that yeah. came in and worked for me it when I needed more it. Professional, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. When you go somewhere to work somewhere and it's not at someone's house. Yeah. You, yeah. I dropped my daughter off at daycare. Oh, mm. She was at kinder by then, I think, at like three year old kinder. So I'd drop her off there. Mm. And I always wanted to be back to pick her up for 4 30. So, you yeah. know, I'd rush around. And my dad, who actually lives next door to me, he. Um, just started coming into the factory every day too. So he was just like my yeah. unofficial unpaid helper. Um, the best worker, you know, <laughs> best type of work you can find, <laughs> the unpaid one. Um, but, yeah, so, no, it was really it, it was really good. It was really worth doing. Mm. But then I got pregnant with Marlo, mm-hmm. which is why I ended up moving the business back home when I was about six months. I'm sure I was about six months pregnant with her yeah. when I moved back home. Yeah. So Marlo uh, was an IVF baby? Marlo was an IVF baby. Um, and we were, when I first was pregnant with her, she was also a twin. Yeah. And, um, but we lost her twin at about 11 weeks. Oh, so early. Yes, yeah. early. So um, she ate yes. her twin. She ate her twin. <laughs> <laughs> or absorbed, maybe. <laughs> I'm not making light of the situation. No, no, no. no. Maybe. I know, I'm I know. I'm not have, making fun no. of the situation. I've just, I've heard, um, you know, absorb is probably the right yeah. term, not eat. <laughs> But um, I've heard it where the um, more superior yeah. twin kind of eat the absorb the smaller twin. Well, look, she's a definitely like a superior kind of personality <laughs> type, so I would not be surprised. <laughs> and look, you know, it's it wasn't meant to be, so mm. it's you know, yeah. I'm not feeling overly traumatized, or you know, yeah. I'm sure I've dealt with it or or whatever. But it was when I decided to move out pregnant with twins I thought there's no way I can be in this hot and cold bloody yeah. factory so, pregnant full stop really yeah. it's not an ideal situation yeah. and you know I'm lugging around heavy pots and all that kind of thing so it just mm. it wasn't practical yeah so um yeah moved back home mm. and I'm still there and it's been like just over two years it's working out obviously for you yeah, yeah. yes and no I definitely want to move out again really yeah but yeah, it's finding the right space, mm-hmm. and I need to share rent. I don't want to be paying yeah. eighteen hundred dollars a month again. And sharing rent is also good because then you um, you're not by yourself. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing too about working from home it can be pretty bloody lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I find if people come and pick up orders from my house and stuff, I end up like chewing their ear off, and then they leave. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I just said all that to that person, but I haven't spoken to anyone for three days, so I had to <laughs> tell them my life story before they left the house. <laughs> And then you'll never hear from them again. Yep. <laughs> They'll be like, hey, um, do you reckon you can ship this over to me? <laughs> then are my repeat customers. The <laughs> so true. Yeah. Was there a reason you went IVF? Was it? So, yeah. So with um, Marlo was IVF. Pia wasn't. So mm. firstly, she mm. wasn't um, 
IVF, she was conceived naturally. <laughs> um, and, you know, like within a few months, like a reasonable time not to start worrying. Mm. So everything was fine. But when she was 18 months old mm-hmm. and I just quit my yeah, real work. job, mm. um, a month later I was diagnosed with breast cancer and um, – they had asked me at the time if we were wanting to have any more children because if so, now is the time to take eggs and start that IVF press, you know, process and um, and it would all be funded so we wouldn't have to pay for it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, we said yes because we were trying at the time to have another yeah. baby because I was very like – babies can be really shit I've got to punch out these kids quick you know get it over and done with because I found the first six months of PR I found really difficult like I was really I really struggled mentally I think with her so I was like I couldn't imagine I always knew I was going to have another kid Mm. but I was like right let's get this let's get it over with Mm. um and I was well like 30 something I don't know 33 I can't even remember 35 (laughs) anyway um yeah, I was 35. Um, so I was like, you know, time's a ticking and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we – yeah, we, we were trying. Um, but, yeah, so when they offered us to take um, – to do the egg retrieval and all that kind of stuff, we were like, sure. Yeah. So her um, eggs – not her eggs, my eggs – were on hold in, on, on ice. Embryos? Yeah. Yes. I think they were – yeah, Yours? they were embryos. So we did yeah. eggs and yeah. embryos. And oh. one of the funny things about mm. that was they said um, – my – wasn't my breast surgeon or the IVF lady said to me, cancer can do funny things to families. So I would recommend you do some eggs and some embryos because if you and your husband split up – You've still got some eggs so you can still have kids with someone else. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so now I'm getting a divorce as well. <laughs> no, so, um, um, so, yeah, which was really actually quite good advice. But, yeah, yeah. so in the end, yes, we, we did use embryos um, and first go too. The first lot we used for Very Marlo. Lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but then I, it was considered a high-risk pregnancy um, because we lost the twin. Um, oh, okay. But, yes, so, you know, it was still, you know, I guess if you have a miscarriage, you're always a bit like, oh, shit, how's this going to go? And I think I was just always worried that something was going to happen to Marlo. But, um, yeah, no, she cooked all the way through. And I was like that too when I was pregnant. I'm like, okay, so I'm not meant to tell anyone until blah, 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 weeks um and then the whole time before I could feel her I was like okay she she might not be here so don't get too attached Um, is it really real mm, and then once she started moving and once after what 23 weeks when they're not a fetus anymore when they're actually a baby I'm like holy shit if something's wrong I need to still go through the birthing process you know and it was the whole time like I'm an overthinker and the whole mm. time I was overthinking and, it's and hard the not worst, to. about the worst thing possible. Yeah. It, was, it sucked. My my mind always goes to the dark places, mm. like the worst mm. case scenario. And you really got to pull yourself out of it, don't mm. you? Because you're like, holy shit, I can't think like this all the time. It's yeah. awful. But it's also, I think you do it to prepare yourself if yeah. something if something bad does happen. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. I always hope for the best, but then I prepare yeah. for the worst. Yeah. But then... Um, you know, it's not always the case. And you yeah. lose all these energy worries. Yes, so true. Um, yeah, so I, I actually admire 
positive people. Yeah. But then it's like, well, I can't trust you. Why are you always yeah, so like positive, positive all the time? <laughs> Freak. <laughs> I'm the same. You're not human. Yeah. Um, right. So back to your um, breast cancer thing. How did you how did you find out you have you might have something wrong um so I was getting into the shower one day and my Mm. hand brushed across my left Mm -hmm. my left breast and um (laughs) I felt a pea-sized lump Mm. and um yeah so I went to the doctors either that day or the next day I can't quite remember and um was sent off to a breast surgeon who sent me off for biopsies and mammograms and whatnot Mm. and then um yeah it was within a week i was diagnosed mm, with um that's really quick breast cancer yeah. yeah yeah it was really frightening you know i was going to the appointment where i was going to get diagnosed well i didn't know i was going to be diagnosed but like the day before i said to my husband maybe you should come to this with me like mm. he was just going to go to work and i was just going to go in on my own and stuff and i was just a bit like oh well, sorry I think you need to, come with to me. see the doctor yeah to see the surgeon yeah. who was going to tell me so i didn't know then mm-hmm. but it was just to get the results mm. And she, when we walked in, thankfully he came with me because, yeah. yeah, when we got in, she said, it's not good news and you've got breast cancer and you're going to need chemo and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but yeah, thankfully, um, because we had, we were trying to get pregnant again. Thankfully I wasn't. And, um, yeah, thankfully we could do IVF. So you went through so chemo? Went through chemo. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to have six rounds, but I only did five because I just couldn't handle it. It was just too much mm. I ended up in hospital um just so sick um just that poison going into you and I was mm. just in the end by the last one I was just a wreck and I said to my husband I can't do it I can't do that last round and um when <coughs> Sorry. I when I went into my um to speak to my surgeon to say I didn't want to do it and do the last round she was like look this is not the make or break so because after I had after I was diagnosed and mm-hmm. had my eggs taken, I had a surgery to remove the lump. Mm-hmm. So basically the cancer was gone because mm-hmm. they got all the margins and it was all gone. So then it was... That was before chemo? Yes. Oh. So they didn't do a mastectomy because they wanted to start chemo right away and recovery from a mastectomy was just going to be too much. Right. Um, so I had the lump removed and then I started chemo like oh. a few weeks later. Okay. So then I had chemo and then it was maybe six months after that that I had um, a double mastectomy. Did you need so, to have chemo? Um, yeah, yeah. Apparently for the type of cancer. Um, I mean, because you were getting a double anyway? Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. Mm. Um, I think it was just my best chance of it not coming back and making sure that they got everything. Definitely. And I think it – well, because the lump had already been gone, the cancer was out and it mm. hadn't spread anywhere. Mm. I think it was just a preventative measure, yeah. like yeah, and you just want make all sure. you can, all the options yeah. you wanted, do all of that, yeah, yeah. So, and I was like, sure, whatever. <laughs> you tell me what I've got to do. They're the professionals. I'll yeah. do whatever it takes because you know, I've got an eighteen-month-old kid here, and yeah, holy shit, I don't yeah. want to leave yet. Yeah, and you, you still need to churn some more out, or well, one more out. Well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got this bloody business that I'm trying to run here. <laughs> Which, you know what, yeah. I totally think saved me as well. Mm. Having her and having, not saved, literally saved me, but um, having her and having my beers was just such a good distraction yeah. from all the shit I was going through. Yeah. yeah. Which is probably why I blocked a lot of it out. But um, Yeah, sorry. But no, yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> now you're bringing oh, it all up again. Can you tell me every single thing? Um, 
Well, that's good news that so, you're yeah. all good now. I'm great now. Mm. I'm five years next week. Five Beautiful. years since I was Shit. diagnosed. Yeah. So my um, chances of getting breast cancer again are the same as anyone else. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a higher risk or anything, which yep. is amazing. Yep. So blessed. But yeah. Um, Hashtag. Yeah, hashtag blessed, hashtag grateful, <laughs> hashtag love your life. <laughs> live, laugh, love. <laughs> live, love, love. Do you have that poster? Yeah, no totally, to totally. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you kind of have to think of that stuff too, don't you? Um, oh, fuck. No, I forget. I don't want to change the um, the windows. <laughs> I feel like if I touch my computer, it's going to blow up or something. Okay. Um, you were so you were pregnant with Marlo when you uh when you had Fox and Ramona and how was that, you know, how was working with all the heavy stuff, and all the so your stuff's pretty hands on. Yeah, and I've seen your stories where you demold, and I'm like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> well, that's how I went to labour. Um, <laughs> really? No. Oh. <laughs> No, she was breech. So I was told that she, I had to have a cesarean, so I didn't have a choice. She, breech is when they were upside down and not inside out. Um, they were faced the wrong way. Yeah, there's, all, there's a few different types of breech, and I forget which one she was. But she was going to come out, I think, bum first because her legs were... Oh. Yeah, her, she was like folding like in half. <laughs> yeah. They're very flexible, yeah. actually. <laughs> they are. They are. So, and apparently you can do um, breach, like, vaginal birth. Yeah, if you want to be I torn from fucking nose to toe. Yeah, which I already was with my first birth. So my two births could not have been my births. My daughter's births could not have been more different. Mm. But that wasn't your question. We can start with Pia. <laughs> Actually, no, we'll go back to pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. so how was working and being super pregnant and doing – because your work is, um, you know, you, yeah. do, you do a lot of uh, chemicals, I guess, with the concrete, dust. And... Yeah, well, not so much chemicals, but, you know, I just wear a mask and stuff mm-hmm. for dusty. Of course, yeah. <laughs> mask. <laughs> for the dusty concrete. But, yeah. um, but it was, I guess, more the heavy lifting and stuff, mm-hmm. which was great because I always had – dad around to help me um but yeah I didn't find it was a problem and I think I worked I don't know I worked all the way up until Mm. she was born um which was in June which for me was a quiet period anyway and you know how sometimes I think the universe just works in mysterious ways it was kind of like all of my orders had stopped coming in (laughs) Yeah. Like, had I put that energy out to the universe, like, yeah. no more orders, please, stockists and people, like... Stop <laughs> throwing you, money at yeah, me. Yeah, I couldn't possibly. Um, so it was kind of like I just wound down, you know, those last mm. few weeks. Mm. I'd moved back home. Um, yeah, so I had a few kind of weeks of yeah. quiet time pregnancy-wise towards the end before she was born. Yeah. And when you were still kind of the peak period for us is November, uh, October to yeah. December. Yeah. And you were quite um, newish then, like what, th- four or five months, three, four months? As in my. It was pregnancy, sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, so you still be able to do. Yeah, I was whatever. just still doing everything. Yeah. Yep, I still yeah. just did everything. That's what I was thinking too when I was pregnant with Akira. Um, my busy period, I was four months pregnant. Yeah. And I was still able to um, do everything myself and go to um, interstate and stuff myself and I was fine. Um, Yeah, so I I thought the same. I'm like, this is really good timing. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. If you can get all the hard bits out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. 
So um, maybe we'll talk about Piers birth Pia's birth so she I think I said before she was just a she was conceived naturally conceived baby yeah um were you um making love with intent uh yes we were you know only on the days that we had to really (laughs) no Um, Sorry, husband. (laughs) I'm not ovulating. (laughs) Come back in two days. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we. Yep, so she was. That was just a normal, I don't know, pregnancy. I didn't really get morning sickness or anything like that with her. It was Mm. just, you know, I just felt a bit off for those first three months. And then it was all smooth sailing. But, you know, I gained like shitload of weight mm. just because I, I think I was just eating everything inside and if I did feel a bit sick it helped me to eat so I'd just yeah. eat something and then I'd be the fine. The first three months is odd because you feel sick um, because you're eating but then you also feel sick if you're not eating. Yeah yeah, yeah. it's really weird isn't it? But then after after that uh, first trimester you just eat you, that's just what you yeah. seem to do. And I just felt like it was my excuse because I've always loved eating, mm. but I just felt like it was a really good excuse to eat everything that I possibly wanted, yeah. which, you know, not so great mm. when you gain like 30 kilos. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was – it was pretty, I think, easy and normal. I just – I missed um, having a glass of wine mostly. Mm. Um, but other than that, no, it was fine. Mm. Yeah, her pregnancy was totally fine. Mm. And I think I had, you know, because I, I was working my real job at the time. Um, yeah, with Pia. Yep. Full time, yep. Mm. And I was doing my resin and polymer clay jewellery on the side and mm. doing some markets and stuff too. So it wasn't too, you know, hectic or anything. Mm. Um, and, you know, you don't have another child to... Tend to. Tend to. So it's kind of, you know... Um, but, yeah, and then she was born... The day before my birthday, on the thirteenth of March, hmm. um, was she? she is was, it, was that her due date? It was not her due date. She was seven days over. Oh. Um, but I'd gone into hospital because I'd had a bleed, and I'd had a couple of small bleeds in the couple of weeks leading up to it. And you know, actually, the, I'm not sure if it's true or not. It could just be coincidence. But I drank that raspberry leaf tea, mm. um, trying to bring on. Mm, labor because I was seven days from over week, from week 40 or from yep oh like you were over and then you... oh yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. so I was like 40 plus 40 weeks plus seven mm. and I drank the raspberry leaf tea because I was like anything's got to get this baby out and I and I had a heavy bleed and um went into hospital and they said um we can get this underway now <clears throat> We'll induce you now. You're not actually in labour. Um, but being that you're going to come back in three days anyway. and Might as well. Yeah. And we're not busy today. So um, <laughs> there was only like one other baby born on the ward that night. Yeah, yeah. So, and because I went um, public at the Royal Women's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were like, yeah, we can just do it now if you want. And I was like, oh, sure. Okay. So they're like, oh, we'll, we'll induce you. Were you thinking about pain relief or anything? And I was like, oh. Yeah, I was thinking I might have the epidural. And they were like, well, um, the anaesthetist is available right now if you'd like. We can do it now. So I, I had an epidural before I had even gone into labour, before they induced me to go into labour. So I pretty I much didn't that. have any labour pains at all. And then I was in labour for five hours and she was a, 
vaginal delivery with forceps and tore me to shreds. And um, was it? But yeah, because of the forceps. I don't know. Probably. I imagine. I don't know. She must have got stuck. I don't know. Was she big? No, she was only seven pounds something, which I think is a three three something three something average normal. Yeah. Um, Do you remember why um, you had intervention? No, I think. No, I'm not sure. I think she. I don't. I think she was just stuck. But I know that when she came out, she was not breathing. <gasps> she came out. Um, there was no sound. But I had watched that many episodes of the One Born Every Minute yeah. that I knew that this was a possibility. <laughs> like I had felt like I had prepared myself for every situation for when this baby came out, and um, the mate because it was so quiet on the ward that night at the at the women's um the and I just had a midwife there with me and she was like I'm gonna press the red button so there's gonna be some other people coming in oh fuck so I was like right I press the button this is before she'd come out press the button the doctor the baby doctor came in he got her out and then there was no noise but we had like two baby doctors um two I don't know obstetricians Four nurses, like the room was just full of all these people. They come in at the same time. That all just came in because yeah. they because she'd pressed the red button. Yeah, and yeah, Marla, uh, Pia just started breathing within. You know, I don't know. It must have been a minute or so, Ooh. but it was frightening. I mean, it My was frightening. Heart is good. Yeah, but in, but I do feel like that show really prepared me yeah. for. Yeah. This can happen, but and and turn out well, you know. Yeah, like this breathing, she cannot scream straight away, and she mm. can still be fine, and she was. Akira didn't she was. Um, make noise straight away, didn't she? Did um, she but they didn't press any button. Yeah, um, nice. she was. Uh, yeah, I remember her. Like I looked at her, she looked at me, and then she cried. So I'm like, well, sorry, I just you know, spent hours. <laughs> Put me back. It was so warm in there. Trying to get you out. Like maybe I don't look my best. Whatever. <laughs> But you need yeah. some lipstick, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even make an effort, yeah. Mum. Um, one when we did when I had uh, gestational diabetic hair, people really made it sound like it's the worst thing. But it's just yeah. a, just you know flat lemonade that you drink super quickly. But um, it's I think it's the no eating uh. that ruins you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have it first thing in the morning. And so yeah. they're like, yeah, just come as early as you can so you don't feel sick. Um, but then one lady did feel sick and one lady did got sick right next to me. Oh, no. Lucky someone had like a vom bag, threw it at the lady <laughs> and everyone just got it. They just kind of disappeared. And so I'm like, well, I can't leave because I feel bad for her. So I just sat there patting her oh, back. Oh, you're so nice. While she was vomiting. And I was like, oh. Um, I would have been one of the runners. (laughs) (laughs) And then obviously someone pressed the code like a nurse and suddenly like 20 people, I reckon, okay, maybe not 20 people, but they just came out of nowhere, poof, and wheeled in a cart and they all have scrubs and masks and shit on. Do they just hang out in a room? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Quite possibly. And that was just because she was vomiting from the gestational she diabetes test. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, so, God. Um, sorry. <laughs> Probably important. <laughs> I was like, what? She had a drink and then she was vomiting. And then... <laughs> yeah, so um, that's why yeah, they had right. to press. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, oh, but, and then it was over in five minutes and everyone was back to normal. Um, but it, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and one of the dads like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, where did you have Akira? Um, Mercy. So that's Pia. That's so that's Pia, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, and now she's six and a half. So that's crazy mm-hmm. to think that that happened all that time ago. Mm. And what you were able to do, like, it's really weird, huh, thinking you can do all that with your body i know like grow right. a baby inside of you and then push it out and it's crazy i was actually just talking to pia about that the other day and she hasn't i think she has asked actually she asked how marlo um came out of my body mm. and i don't know when you're supposed to tell kids the real stuff but well, i don't know they start to understand quite early yeah they do and, and marlo's birth couldn't have been more different from pia's and she was caesar so I was like, well, the doctor took her out of my stomach. Mm. And I was like, well, I'm not lying to you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we were just talking about that the other day. But does Pia know she... where she came out of? No. She's never asked. So yeah. I've never just been like, hey, guess what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, I was talking to her about how I grew her in my tummy. Mm. And she was just, like, amazed. And I was like, oh, God, I can't believe I grew you in my stomach. Yeah. It's crazy in my stomach, you know, my body. Um, well, they... But yeah, it's amazing to think that what our bodies can do. Mm-hmm. And like then I still had boobs, so I could I breastfed her. Oh yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what? I had boobs for the first one and mm. then not for the second. Mm. So, but even that was that was tough. And I found that like because I went home because I was public. Mm-hmm. I went home after two days. My milk still hadn't come in, mm. and I was like, holy shit! I don't even know how these work. And then all of a sudden they were like. Yep. Big and rock hard. And then you're spraying. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It was painful and yeah. I had a lot of trouble breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, definitely couldn't have been more different from Marlo. I was told not to worry about the birth. The birth yep. is just one time. Yeah. It's the breastfeeding that you need to worry about. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I know. You I just, just kind of need to get the baby out first. I'll just worry about yeah. everything else later. I think you just assume that. You just will probably be able to breastfeed. Did you yeah. breastfeed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they couldn't get her to latch on at the yeah. start. Um, so I had um, a midwife like squeezing uh, milk out yeah. of me. Uh, by Hand. that time, you're just kind of like, whatever. Oh, You've mate. seen all of me. Everyone's seen everything by then. You don't even care. Yeah. You're sitting You've there with your top off. you inside of me with your hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that hand gesture was much needed. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. You just, you're just not. You're a different woman. Yeah, after oh, birth. Totally. Yeah, and did you totally. feel like you're different? I did. I think, uh, you know, apart from being just so totally exhausted, mm. um, and then once the hormones kick in and stuff too. Mm. But yeah, I did feel different. Like I still, you know, couldn't believe that it. You've I was a mum. Yeah. yeah, and you know those first few weeks where you're just like in awe of them. You're staring yeah. at them like. Holy how shit. was this inside of you? Yeah. You know, how did it fit? It's so big. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's crazy. I struggled too with the whole, this is my life now mm. and with this little baby and we've got to look after her and how the hell am I going to do that because I'm not capable. And um, I, I remember saying to my husband, I cannot do this. Like, I can't do it. What are we going to do? We can't 
put her back. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not even going to try. Did you try? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm just. I was just like, I can't. I don't think I can do it. Mm. But I mean, obviously, I did. She's. Yeah. You can. Home, so you can, you can, you can, um, and you have. Yeah, mm. that's it. Yeah. And then did it again. So, yeah. so was right. Marlo's pregnancy quite different than Pierre's? It was because I think I was I was more worried because mm. the, you know we lost the twin early on, um, but other than that, no, it was it was pretty yeah. much the same. Yeah, um, yeah, probably just my anxiety levels were higher, mm. and I had a lot more appointments because I was considered high risk, and I got to see my obstetrician every time I went public at the women's again yeah um but I saw an obstetrician every time and I had more scans throughout the same one um lucky yeah he was like the head honcho of the department too so I saw him for every appointment which was great um and yeah so that was all good and well and then yeah they booked me in for a Caesar was he the one who delivered Marlo he didn't no I don't think he was on that shift I'm not sure who I'm not sure who delivered <laughs> my baby, but that was really weird having a Caesar because that was that whole you go in, you walk into the room, you hop up on the bed, oh, and they put you your were, spinal in. You were told when to go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were booked in for the day. How is that? How is it? Did you know for a while that's a day? No, I only knew maybe like a week before, but I knew there was only a small window that they were going to do it. Mm. You know, so I knew it wasn't going to be far away. Um, but yeah, no, we only knew about a week before. And even that, they said, because she's breached, if you come in and we scan you that morning and she's turned and you can have a regular yeah. deliver vaginal birth, then we'll send you home. Because it was like um, oh. I, was, I was a week early. It was a week early because, you know, they always book you in early yeah, for Caesars. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she hadn't turned. So, mm. um, yeah, you kind of just walk so into the room. So you were you know? 39, 39 Yeah. Weeks. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they don't want you to go um, potentially go into labour. Into labour, Because yeah. with your second one as well, everything will move along super quick. And even though I was induced, it was only five-hour labour with Pia, so it could have gone quick but as well, you know, because mm. don't they say it's like gets yeah shorter each time? Yeah. Um, five hours, that, that's crazy. Mm. I've got a few friends who were induced and one had a 12-hour labour, yeah. one had about... Yeah, when did she get into like eight or something, and then the baby came at five, and and one had like um, she was induced at nine, and the baby came at just before midnight. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's so crazy how different each you know each person can yeah. be, and that's why. Um, and I understand that the stats are the average. Yeah, yeah, and they're um for first time. Pregnancy, I think the stat was labor would be about 16 hours. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, it's not always the case. No. Yeah. I've got no, a friend who all. was turned away um, and was told to go for a walk because there's no way you're in active labor because it's only been less than eight hours. And she went back to the hospital again because she needed to push when she was at home. Holy And shit. even then, um, no one would see her. Isn't it crazy? If, mm. I mean, I guess they see it, see it all, you know. But I don't know. But you would think that yes, because they've seen it all. They they know that anything can happen. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And I'm not. Oh, I'm not bagging them out. I. Oh no. You know, they. It's a hard job that they're doing. Yeah. But yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of women who are quite dramatic. Not. 
oh, oh I'm sure there's some who are quite dramatic anyway, but then there's some who are just, you know, would overreact or yeah. – and they've seen a lot of that before. Yeah, and they, uh, people have different pain levels. Yeah. Pain tolerance. Um, and it's – yeah, it's fair enough. Um, but with Marlo, she was breech when you went so, in. Yeah, so she was breech and, um, yeah, caesarean booked in. Mm. Um, usually at the women's, apparently if you have a cesarean, you get your own room, but I didn't get my own room and I had someone in next to me, um, who was a bit of a pain. I had just heaps of visitors out of visiting hours and stuff and I was highly emotional. So I was like going, I went out to the nurses and I'd be like, and there's people in my room. (laughs) And they were like, all right, all right, calm down, lady. Um, so I ended up going home one day after, um, having... Caesar, yeah, I stayed in one night and um, they can't put you in a new room next day. No, no, I don't know. They didn't even ask. I, but I was feeling all right. Like I, t- I felt fine. Um, so I was like, yeah, I think I can just go home. So I did. You're crazy. I went home, and I was crazy because all of a sudden, one of my legs swelled up, oh. and I got all these lumps under my arms, like to. Like hives? Um, no, like large lumps under the skin. <sighs> um, no rash or anything. It just um, so I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" And then one of my um, mastectomy scars, because I'd had the mastectomy obviously in between kids, mm. um, so I didn't have any breast tissue. So I was never going to be able to breastfeed Marlo because I didn't have any breast tissue and I didn't have any nipples. Well, I had. A half nipple, which decided to lactate, right? So I'm at home going, what the hell is going on? I've got this leaking milk nipple. I could squirt the milk out of this nipple, right? (laughs) Sorry, I'm not laughing. I know, it's crazy. I can laugh now. At the time, I was like, I'm dying. I'm dying. The cancer is back because I had all these lumps under my arms. Um. I'm thinking it's gone into my lymph nodes and I'm, you know, the cancer's back and I haven't been able to have any scans while I'm pregnant or anything. So it could have grown that whole time and now it's all coming out because I've given birth and the hormones are gone crazy. Um, So we end up back in at the women's. They were amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Can I have a room on my own now, please? And they did. They gave me a room on my own because I was a wreck Um, and ended up having – like you should have seen the face on the doctor who saw the milk coming out of my nipple my half mm. nipple was like oh my god oh my god I can't believe that just happened and I know I'm like I know right like how can I be lactating why is there milk coming out of my breast there's no breast tissue there's implants and like this little the, scrap yeah. of nipple um anyway apparently breast milk can form uh there's still some milk ducts there or something and can form in um anywhere yeah and also, so I had all. Um, so you've got the lumps were milk ducts. Yeah. Yep. So I had formed milk in this nipple. They said I could a half nipple. They said I could feed her from that. Try to feed her from that if I wanted to, but I would squeeze it out and I'd only get a couple of mils out of it before, it, and then it'd fill up again. Um, but yeah, I mean, you couldn't get much out of it, so I didn't give her any of it. Yeah. Um, but I also. Um, the doctors came and just like scanned all my lumps under my arms. Um, I had checked for DVT um, for my swollen leg. 
um, because I'm high risk of um, yeah blood, blood clots blood, yeah. and stuff. And um, yeah, no, everything was fine. They just said I've got um, I had some like excess breast tissue that grows under your mm. arm, which some women do have. Um, and because I'd gained weight in my pregnancy and all that kind of stuff, and it was all quite fatty and whatever, you know, everywhere. Um, and yeah, it was just breast tissue like forming. Did that annoy you? Um, in a way that you, um, I, was, I think, I guess it's back to cancer thing where you thought everything's all gone now. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. then you realize, oh, wait a minute. It's not. Now yeah. you're telling me that it's not like what the fuck happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like after I got over the fact that I wasn't going to die because <laughs> I, my husband and I, I, I cried. I wrote letters to my girls because oh, I was like, I'm, this is it. I'm done for. And it was worse than when I was first diagnosed with breast cancer. It was just horrific, the feeling. Um, I think also because the high hormone levels of having a baby, just of having had a baby. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so I ended up seeing, like, my surgeon mm. that week as well. Yeah, so they couldn't um, get everything, get, get all of the breast tissue out. Mm. They just can't see it mm. um yeah they don't just explore every possible spot for it mm. so um yeah that's why i got all the lumps and bumps again and then mm. they said um booked me in for another surgery to have it removed oh, and have the half nipple removed because yeah i'd had the i'd had a nipple sparing mastectomy which means they try and keep your nipples but they died off Oh, after the mastectomy, which is why, I, and they only removed part of it, which is why I still had a half a nipple, which then produced milk. So random. It was so weird. So weird that. But anyway, yeah, a couple of weeks after I had Marlo, I was back in hospital having surgery, Jesus. more boob surgery, which I think I was up to about my sixth surgery for boobs by then. Um, just because of, you know, by the time I had the lump removed and the double mastectomy and then I had implants put in and um yeah just other bits and pieces I think um yeah so back in back in there after I had Marlo so so you have uh, not just one um wound to take care of now you have yeah what two got, or three yeah no just the two so mm. yeah very busy <sighs> yeah so that was a bit like and then obviously couldn't breastfeed so I'm like my births with the girls could not have been more different yeah and I mean I know obviously there were some health issues in between mm. which you know made my birth I guess different my second birth different mm. but um yeah it just shows you can't bloody plan for anything plan for it you yeah. know like your second one your next child completely different could be just totally different you know how you say that uh the first six months of was it yeah. Pia Amalu was really Pia, challenging yeah. Yeah, I'm, I think I was still in that stage where I'm still I find motherhood really challenging yeah um and I love Akira yeah I know love her but sometimes I'm just like why are you so obsessed with me yeah um but no in all seriousness it's it's really hard yeah um, and I think uh, you know, you can tell people, don't be too hard on yourself. And Dan tells me all the time, don't be too hard on yourself. But you have, you plan, uh, I guess, pre-pregnancy of who you want, how you want to be as a mum. Yeah. And with your work and stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I think my expectations were quite high. Yeah. And I'm still working on lowering the expectation. Yeah. Yeah. Because Akira only has 
Dan and I, you know, she's so small, like we're her only carer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've got his family, my family, a support, but in her eyes, like we're number one. Oh yeah, there's no one else. And I need to realize that. Yeah. uh, I can't compromise when it comes to taking care of her. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I found with um again completely different situations because I was you know, I had a year off after I had Pia. Mm. Um but then with Sorry, Marlo um I'm not in, I am interrupting, but I, I meant I'm not I'm meaning with work, like I want her to be my number one and not work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and by saying I can't have another one is because I'm just like I don't think I can do it yeah uh, yeah absolutely no I totally yeah. I totally understand it's like because you want to be your best at both but oh, I don't know it's mm. yeah it's a really tough it's a really tough one mm. but she's still so little and yeah you know yeah, I can't imagine being pregnant and struggling with her I mean sorry um juggling pregnancy and, and a business to- and, a to- and a toddler yeah, I oh, absolutely. I really admire people well, who you know can what? do that. This is where I think, you know, I always wanted to have kids close together, but it just didn't turn out that way. And there is like four and a half years difference between my kids. Mm. It's actually, it was really good. You know, yeah. like Mar- Pia was really helpful with Marlo and still is really That's helpful really with her. Yeah. Um, so I think a gap is mm. also good. Mm. But one thing I did with Marlo, because by then I'm running my own business from home again, um, and I was, you know, I find I found too with Pia that I really lost myself, you know, like yeah. I, and I wanted to be me again, yeah. And I didn't know how to do that because I was doing all this, you know, you clean the house and you're cooking the dinner and you're doing all those things, and it just doesn't feel like meaningful work or mm. not that what bloody painting pots is meaningful, but to me, you know, you don't feel like. It's you're not doing something for you. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like you. I lost myself a lot in that way, um, but then. So having that creative outlet and stuff was great, but then with Pia, with Marlo, because I was doing it as my job, it's different, mm. you know. Like, mm. um, but I wanted to. I, I had work to do. There was work I had to do, mm. um, and then I was starting to like resent her because I couldn't get my work done. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, Christy, pull your head in, you know, like she's a baby here. I ended up um, getting a babysitter that would come to my house Mm. and look after it because she was only like six weeks old. I'm like, I can't put my child in childcare at six weeks. Not, I didn't want to, Mm -hmm. Um, but, and I mean, some people have to, and you know, that's what you've got to do. But for me, I was just like, I can't put her in childcare this early. I know they take them that young. Um, But yeah, I got um, a friend's nanny who would come and so Marlo would have her, you know, her morning sleep and then I would, um, when she was awake, I, the babysitter would come and she would look after her for those three hours that she was awake in my house with me and then she'd put her back to sleep and then I'd be there for that afternoon. Mm-hmm. So she's still at home, I'm still there. Yeah. Um, but I've really found uh, – what that wasn't well, – she wasn't six weeks old by then. I think she was probably about three months old mm-hmm. um, but – and also I wasn't breastfeeding, so mm. I didn't, you Anyone know. can feed her. Yeah. yeah. Um, but having that break, you know, and that was only maybe even a couple of days a week that I did that, but it was such a help. Yeah. Because then I wasn't resenting her because she wasn't sleeping and I'd have to hold, she would only want to be held and yeah. I'm trying to paint a pot. And, yeah. You know, um, 
We went through exactly the same thing. I wanted to do that too. Yeah. I wanted to work. Yeah. I didn't you don't not want to work. Stop. Yeah, I didn't want to stop. And it's hard for us, I think, as a small business, uh, you might get lost yeah. if you stop. You know? That's it. And I was so scared of that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. You want to keep up some momentum, but just, yeah, again, just have something for yourself because, mm. you know, um, I'm not just a mum. You know, that's, I mean, yes, it's my number one job, but I'm not just a mum. So, I don't know. And at times it can be really boring mm. and it can be really um, lonely. Yeah. And, you know, just, I don't know, mm. to have, to keep your sanity, I think you've got to do yeah. something for yourself. But you've got to find that right balance too, don't yeah. you? And I mean, now Marlo goes to childcare four days a week. Mm. She's, you know, just turned two. She goes four days, Monday to Thursday. <clears throat> She's home with me on Fridays. Mm. <clears throat> but I gradually built her days up because I was just like, same, I started to resent her because I wasn't getting work done. Mm. I'm like, come on. Like, and yeah, uh, you don't want to hate your baby or your yeah, work. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah. there's a balance. And if you can do it, if you're happy working nights so that you can, you know, be at home during the day, you yeah. know, and then your husband might take over or you, yeah. um, I don't know, you wait till she sleeps or whatever. Mm. But, you know, then again, too, there's only so many nights you can work without being stuffed and sometimes you just want to sit on the couch and watch TV. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's finding that balance. And it's really hard, isn't it? But you, you know? found the balance. Oh, look, maybe for now. Yeah. For it's now. working for you now. Yeah. But you know mm. what it's like with kids. Things change all the time. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, in the early days too, you kind of go, yep, we've mastered it. Something's happened and they've slept in their cot for two nights in a row. And you're like, yep, we've got this. And then they get a cold and mm-hmm. the next thing or they're back in bed with you. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, well, that's all blown out the window you know mm. but so I think at the moment look I don't know do I have balance I don't know is there such a thing I don't know maybe maybe not but you know look I'm I'm happy where my business is at at the moment and yep. it's not you know I'm not killing it and making millions and doing all that but um you're killing it though but you know I'm killing something I <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah and the kids you know P is at school now which is great Marlo's happy at daycare, happy after I leave, usually cries every time I drop her off, Aww. but she never wants to leave when I go to pick her up, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that kind, you know, and I'm still working on, you know, she has a nap on Friday afternoons when mm-hmm. she's home with me, so I usually work then and mm. do a bit of work on the weekends, just mm. bits and pieces. And, you know, and then there's those nights you're still up till midnight, just punching what, out yep. some invoices and all that kind of Especially, stuff. Especially so, um, come Christmas time. Yeah. Or like... Pre-Christmas. Yeah, it's mm. just that I find that first week of December, I guess you're still kind of punching out orders. And after that, I think the shops are usually quite full and they've got their Christmas stock. You'll get those last minute few orders. Yeah. But that November's a bloody November's a killer. Hectic. October, actually, October, November's yeah. a killer for us. Um, and we're committed to a few markets. Yeah. And I'm still looking for markets to do. I'm like, wait, I used to do five in five weeks but now they've kind of separated like the organizers kind of um uh spreading it out more i think yeah which works because then it means that i have actually time to do things yeah absolutely yeah it's good um do you remember the during the c-section do i remember yeah yeah Yeah. was it it was really strange it felt really strange them pulling her out of me Mm. and um 
not being able to feel anything and did you feel the pulling yeah I felt the pulling I didn't feel any pain but I remember just thinking this just doesn't feel right it just didn't feel I don't know normal then again I don't remember thinking that with when I had Pia when she was delivered I don't know it just it was a really foreign experience in because you're alert in this surgical room with all these different doctors around and um you know they give you that spinal to numb you completely and then I remember they said to me if you um you might start to feel sick if you do let us know right away yeah and it, apparently this drug or whatever it is it, um, that they give you can make you want to vomit straight away like within seconds and I was like I'm mm. gonna be sick and then like quick jab you with something else and then you're not sick because you're laying down you cut open yeah yeah oh okay yeah yeah um but yeah no it was it I don't know the the recovery was better yeah that than the first birth the vaginal I delivery it would have been worse yeah no I was fine I was like six weeks you have to heal yeah no I can I was good in two didn't oh, yeah I wow. felt fine yeah yeah um, but the other one was awful, um, you know, like with the icy poles down your pants and stuff, yep. trying to keep it cool. And, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I think it was more traumatic, the actual birth of the mm. Caesar, because, I don't know, I just just didn't feel right, you know? Of course, yeah. It's hard to explain. Yeah. But it just felt really clinical, and which it was. So, you yeah. know. And they're just in there pulling your baby out. Look, here you go. You got a girl. I was a bit like, oh, got a girl, got a girl. And then I'm over it. I'm not scared for life from it or anything. But yeah, you didn't I'm know done. you were having girls. No, yeah. no, we didn't know. We yeah. didn't find out. So it was a nice surprise to get another girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have been happy with either, of course. But um, I know when you got one, I just kind of assumed you'll have another one. I don't know why. It's a bit weird. <laughs> Mind you, I thought I was going to have a boy when I had Pia. But again, I don't know why. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like, yes, um, you know, it's definitely, I'm feeling the energy of a boy. <laughs> Mind you, she's a real tomboy, so yeah. maybe, I don't know. But yeah. And how, how's work for you now? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. That's good. Mm. It's good. Um, I feel like I need to ramp it up a bit more now, mm. though. Enjoying the flexibility of it with the little kids mm. and, um, you know, it's just a lot easier for our lifestyle at the moment. Yep. But, yeah, I definitely need to ramp it up and do some, um, you know, I don't know, apparently you've got to do some Instagram stories and stuff. You do a lot more. of Instagram stories. Oh. Yeah, some people are on it all the time, though. Mm. I went through a phase of doing it and then I'm like, oh, what do I talk about? What do you want to listen to? <sighs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, isn't it, to yeah. keep it fresh and I don't know what people really want. I guess you can ask them with that question box. But Yeah, I love that question box, actually. A lot of people do like that. seeing behind-the-scenes stuff, yes. which you do provide yeah. heaps. Mm. Well, I always notice if I do do Instagram stories of either making or taking them out of the moulds, I get lots of... Um, Engagement. Yeah, mm. lots of people always going, oh, wow, well, I didn't know that happened, or you know, which mm. is good. Do you feel yeah. like um, were you really considering doing that because then people can see what your process is? Do you care? Oh, uh, not really. No, quite happy to share. Mm. You know what though? I find I've done. If you get this too, but I'll get people go send me a message after I've done a 
video and say, um, where do you get your molds? And I'm like, I make them. Mm. Or then I get the people who go, hi, Christy. Oh, I've been following you for ages and oh, I really love your stuff. And um, I've started making a couple of things at home on my own. And um, I was just wondering where you get your molds. And then I'm like, I'm more likely to give you some information than I am if you just, you know, well, what concrete do you use? Just be nice. Just yeah, you know, yeah, say yeah. hello. <laughs> yeah. My name's in my profile. Just use yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, people don't. Um, I always do that. Yeah. You know, if people even write comments on my one of my pictures and I don't know who they are. And I'll look at their profile. If their name's there, I'm like, I'm going to use it. It's yeah. nice to, I don't yeah. know, I do use the someone's same. name, you yeah. know, like. My name's not on my profile. It's on the website. So when I get emails or messages, of, but I don't know them and they go, hi, Juan. I'm like, ah, hello. You yes. know, it's definitely a, a really good method to approach people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always do it. And mm. I find it's nice when someone does it back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, look, I'm happy to share how I do things and what I do because mm. um you know I don't no one knows you know what designs and stuff that I've got coming up or you know that are in my mind or whatever and if they want to make a concrete pot they can go and make a concrete pot I don't mm. you know are you going to start any mm. workshops yes I really want to but I want to find a new space first so mm. this is where if I find a factory that I can share with someone oh, okay. and have a bit of a space yeah. then I would definitely love to do some workshops mm. I mean I could probably there are heaps do some of places, places. yeah can, I should um, in the meantime it, you know. Um, where I do mine. Can you do some mold making workshops so I can come along and make some molds? <laughs> do you make your molds? <laughs> where do you get them? <laughs> so you've got a little sweet deal for the listeners, a discount code for your website. I do. Mm-hmm. And it is 15% off the online store and you just use the code BABES, I think it was, wasn't yeah. it? B-A-B-E-S. Beautiful. For all those birth I'll, and babes. Um, I'll include the website into the show notes so people can go and go straight from there awesome uh, was there anything else you'd like to talk about no is there anything else you would like to talk about i'm too scared to touch my computer <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a bit awesome hanging yeah, out i will i'll touch it <laughs> oh i'm pretty good i think i um covered a lot of things i think we spoke a lot um of the dot points that i have for you did I ramble? Is... I probably rambled. But one thing I will just, can I just add on the end? Yeah. Please check your boobs, ladies, yes. if you haven't for a while. Mm-hmm. Just just do it because, you know, Super I was 35 quick. with yeah. an 18-month-old, you know, you don't think it's going to happen, but it totally can. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, one of my best friends is going through the same thing at the moment. So mm-hmm. just just check them. Have a feel yeah. around. And yeah. We'll get your partner to feel them. Yeah, well, I'm sure they'd love that. <laughs> thank you so much for your time it's your work day and you've you know you've taken it out to talk to me oh it's really just nice to talk to someone and be out of my house (laughs) (laughs) thank Um, you and thank you listeners for listening if you haven't already make sure you subscribe or follow our podcast on itunes and spotify and give us a good rating yes thank you Mm -hmm. bye bye